the unique nature of the technology, the cryptography behind it that has different practical applications. And that's what's giving it the value. And it's resistant to inflation because of its finite nature, unlike the dollar. a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. Seems like cryptocurrency is on the news every day. The value goes up and it goes down. Billionaires like Elon Musk are weighing in and affecting the value, and crypto is facing potential regulation. When you hear about how much certain people have made like buco bucks <laughs> investing in crypto, it can be tempting to wonder... Should I invest? What are the downsides to consider? This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all of our questions and to give us some guidance to help us stay in the best financial shape possible. It's the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hey, Leanne. Cryptos, right? Holy cow. Well, you know, we, we, we get to see the red that the crypto has been in for the last couple of years. We get, couple, a, lot, we yes. get a ton of questions on it. Yeah. Cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin or doggy coin, depending on how you want. No, really. I, I mean, it's is that what so, they're calling No, it? it is Dogecoin, but everyone looks at it. It's like, oh, doggy coin. Right? <laughs> well, no, because it was actually the guy, the founder, the software engineer, it was actually named after his dog. So that's why. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you learn something new every day. I, yeah, I'm well. full of that kind of, uh, I feel like Cliffy on uh, Cheers, right? Well, I think <laughs> what, what I get, you know, when this, when this entered the scene, I think I had tons and tons of questions. And obviously, all of our clients did too. We started getting those phone calls because it started going sky high, like ridiculously people, uh, partial shares, whatever you want to call it. But I really want to understand. And for those listening, how does it work? All right. So and we can spend days and days and days talking about this. So we're just going to do like, um, how about uh, a basic crypto 101 class? <laughs> okay. I, I mean, really, we're just going to, this is not going to be a deep dive. We're just going to kind of scratch the surface and explain what it is, how it works. Um, because, you know, like cryptos have been around over 10 years and people still don't understand some of the basics. Well, and I, and, and really, I think that's intentional, correct? I mean, if, if we, if we really knew how little, uh, or should I say how, what it was based off, which nobody 
nobody really knows what it's based off of. Well, the value going up like it does or going down, what is it based off of? So they call it cryptocurrencies, uh, you know, like Bitcoin. Okay. But, you know, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, uh, Dogecoin, whatever it is, um, they're not stocks, right? They're, they're trying to determine if it's a commodity, but, but technically it's software. I mean, that's really what you're investing in. All right. And it's that software that creates virtual money, you know, through the use of uh, cryptography. That's, that's really what that is. And it's the science of making and breaking codes. Crypto. Okay. I mean, that's really. So how do you wrap your mind around how much the, what goes, you know, when you have a gold coin and you have five gold coins, you have five gold coins. Tangible versus intangible. (laughs) Right. So, so let, let, let's kind of back up, you know, before we, cause we will touch on that. Cause that is, that's a great point. Um, so let's, so cryptocurrencies, what makes them so popular is that they're decentralized and I'm, I'm going to come back and explain that. Okay. They're, they're not backed by precious metals or governments, okay, because it really is software, right? And each coin, quote unquote, is a different software from a different developer and they do different things. There's a number of them. You know, we already talked about the Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum, um, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And everyone's looking for the next Bitcoin, right, to become a gazillionaire. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. You know, Ethereum, and part of the reasons, you know, you, you look at what happened with Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, it, it quadrupled in value in the first four months of last year, 2021. Think about that. Okay. Other cr- cryptocurrencies, you know, the, they, they've had a lot of significant value since they were created. You know, and you have people like Elon Musk, like you said in the opening, you know, that really can crush or accelerate the value of these cryptos, yeah. right? It's public perception. Oh, okay, this is the next great thing. And, you know, cryptocurrencies, one of the things is that they're they're taxed as property, okay? And so they're, it's, it's either going to be short-term or long-term capital gains. Well, again, what, what does this mean? Should people or shouldn't they invest in crypto? Should they? I, that's, you, you try and, and line things up and, and say, when you get that phone call, I hear you all the time because you know that call's coming in. And how do you give advice on this? Yeah, I missed. Oh my gosh, I missed it. Oh my gosh, it's going up like crazy. Oh, it's going to hit 62. It's going to hit 67. It hit 69. And, and where was it? It dropped all the way back down to 41. You know, I mean, and, and it's that volatility. There's a lot of upsides and there's an awful lot of downsides. Um, and, and so when you think about that before diving into crypto, you've got to understand that you're going to see changes in how cryptocurrencies are taxed and they're going to face a lot of regulations. I, I mean, they really are because the government is looking at it just like everyday Americans are, just like you and me. Okay, am I missing out? What? Okay, how do I get mine? Okay, when the government says, how do I get mine? That normally means what? <laughs> Taxes. Well, and I kind of look at this in some ways as a, you know, is it a pyramid scheme? Is there anything to it? Is it just somebody who, again, the 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 lack of transparency on how they work is, well, is tough to and, say. And investing in that blockchain technology, yeah, right? And yeah, so, that's what I, yeah. And, and what is that? Okay, and and it's the the technology behind the cryptocurrencies uh, without investing directly in the crypto. Can you do that? Is is that a possibility? And, and believe it or not, if you're involved in that blockchain, 
Okay, you can actually earn money and crypto pieces of the currency because you're allowing them to use your computer as part of the blockchain. So I'm going to explain what that is here in a minute. Okay, Okay. because I was going to back you up to explain blockchain. I I will, but let let me just kind of go through some of these other things. All right. So the reason I'm, I'm bringing all this up is because there's a push to bring Bitcoin to 401k plans. But there's a lot of obstacles to it. So just like the when we get phone calls from people, oh, my gosh, I got to get in. I got to get in. You know, and I always tell people, how much are you willing to lose? You know, oh, you know, let's go ahead and put in, you know, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000. I'm like, OK, is, is, so if you lit that with a match and it was gone tomorrow, would you be OK? Well, no. All right. Well, how much can you throw away and not be concerned I mean, I mean, because really that's, I mean, it's so volatile, the up and down swings. I mean, you really don't know. Well, the um, risk reward on that one is, is, is pretty large. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty extreme. Well, it is. And, and that's part of the issue because there's really none, if any government regulation right now on, on cryptocurrencies, they've declared themselves kind of like utility tokens, you know, that that don't clearly fall under the SEC's purview, but the SEC is looking at it saying, "Ah, you know what? You may actually be a commodity." It's kind of what we we're talking about in the very beginning. So, you know, if it is a commodity, then we're going to be able to regulate it, but they don't understand and they can't get their hands around the technology. Okay? And that's a big deal. And you just said, right? you still don't understand. Right. And now I've spent a ton of time reading this stuff. Um, cause I'm a geek. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just scratching the surface. So think about blockchain. Um, and I'm going to way, way, way oversimplify this. All right. And then I'm going to come back and explain it, uh, in a little bit more detail. But if you think of it, it's the difference between having a single server like we have here and like most businesses have, and, you know, they may have, multiple computers that kind of back each other up, but basically it's one server, okay, so that they can control the data, how it's handled, um, how it's disseminated, what's protected, what can be deleted. All right, so that's centralized, okay, versus having hundreds of servers or thousands, tens of thousands, millions of servers, okay, globally all over the world that share the information, Okay. And the way that it works, so that that's really a, a blockchain. Okay. So no one person can control the data. No one person can shut it down because it's being shared and disseminated. So then the next question is, is, well, how is that protected? Why can't that person get in? And it goes back to the name crypto, right? It's cryptography. It's, it's protected. Okay. It's that software that's engineered so that people can't break into it. Now, does that mean that they can't? Well, no. You know, you, we hear it all the time. People breaking into wallets, these digital wallets, et cetera. All right. So, so, and again, I'm, like I said, we could talk about this for days. But today, I really just want to scratch the surface. So if I start going down a rabbit hole and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa it, uh, I don't understand. <laughs> well, I was just going to pull you just to say uh, again, you know, I, what I've heard and and what I when I look into it, it's also one of those things that it's not like you can get out easy. You, it's not like you can say, "Oh, I want, I want out." It doesn't happen like that. Yeah, and and not only that. So you, you've got a lot of um, brokers, okay, and the fees are really high. And people just don't understand. They're so caught up in 
yeah. the 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 gains, the yeah. the possible windfall at the end of the day, that they're really not looking at the fees. And and you know, a lot of times you actually don't own the coin, right? It's it's the broker that owns the coin. You 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 don't, right? Um, that's number one. So let's go back to the fees. You know, some of the fees that they're they're charging, you know, it's you know, one and a half percent, you know, for every time you do the transaction plus, you know, um, an ongoing fee or, or you have some that are even charging kind of like what a hedge fund does, you know, mm-hmm. two and 20. So they're charging, you know, 2% a year plus 20%, you know, of, of the gain for that year. All right. So that's a pretty hefty, you know, yeah. fee. So those are the things, you know, that you, you really need to, to, to look at. And if you think of blockchain, you know, it's it's really a type, it, it's like I said before, I, I kind of explained it very basically, but it's a shared database. And it, and it differs from a typical database because in the way that it stores the information. The way that, you know, when blockchains, when they store it, they store it in blocks. They're all linked together, you know, by way of the cryptography, that particular software. And a lot of people, remember, they say, oh my gosh, the the energy use of you know, cryptocurrency is so high. Oh my gosh. Well, people are like, well, how, how is that even possible? It's a coin. Well, again, when you have decentralized blockchains, right? And so you have tens of thousands, tens of millions of computers all over the world. Those computers are left on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they get paid. All right. To, to leave those on for that particular coin. And so because of the power usage that they're using, that's why they're saying the the energy cost, you know, for the cryptocurrencies are, are so very, very high. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I guess that's probably why I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it because I believe this is a question why uh, that every, that everybody has about crypto. Why are so many companies in favor of it? Is this the global, like... Because it's decentralized, all right? It's it's not regulated. And and there's some pluses and minuses. Let me me just go through and finish explaining the blockchain, okay? Because this is important. So the way the blockchain works is, let's just say that it's blocks of 10, okay? It it could be hundreds or thousands, but we'll just say it's blocks of 10s. So once those 10s, those 10 computers, that block of 10, once there's no more room for any more data, all right, then it goes on to the next block of 10. Okay. Right, and it fills it up. And then it goes to the next block of 10. And then it goes to the next, so that's why they call, and they're all connected together. That's why they call it blockchain, right? It's like a daisy chain of these blocks of data. And that's why it's decentralized, because no one person... So if we had a thousand people here in this room and I get angry and I say, you know what, I'm done. I'm not going to do it for whatever, you know, cryptocurrency this is, you know, it, I've lost too much money. I'm shutting off my computer. Well, I can shut off my computer, but it's not going to affect anything because the data is in the rest of that block and then shared throughout the chain. That's, that's decentralized. But, okay. but I think we're, well, again, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole that I shouldn't, so I'll allow you to keep going. No, I, I mean. <laughs> it is something where when people, when you, it's fine. I can understand the data, the blockchain. That makes sense to me. What doesn't is the currency component to that. 
And you got Elon Musk, who's allowing that to be used in, in, in a setting where it's a, it's a currency to buy something. So that's the component where I think a lot of people are, stri- are trying to understand and why companies that you're seeing these so many companies in favor of using it. I think people are trying to, you know, line that up. Where does that, and I'm going to say the everyday Joe like myself. Okay. Um, so if we think about it like this, uh, so I'm going to use Bitcoin for a lot of reasons, but mainly because everyone knows what Bitcoin is for the most part. Okay. The blockchains are what they call immutable, which means, you know, once the data is entered, it's irreversible. Okay. It's there. You you can't expunge it because there's just too many people in too many blocks, right? Too many, too many servers in each block and too many blocks throughout the chain that you would have to remove it from. And no one has control over that because of the software. Um, so it has a permanent record. And this means that the transactions, you know, they're, they're permanently recorded and viewable to, to anyone. So when you can actually go on and look and say, ah, there it is. But again, this goes back to why that, that I, I can't think of the name of the guy, but uh, he, he invested whatever, and now it's worth, I don't, I'm not going to get this right, millions, if not $100 million, right? And he, and he lost the the um, passcode to his digital wallet. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So I you did. remember that? Yes. Okay. Yes, I definitely heard so, that. So again, that's that cryptology, okay? So it's because it's um, cryptic in nature, you have to know that password or code. That's why, you know, you can't just say, okay, hey, you know, I lost my password. Here it is. It's because of the actual software and the nature, okay, of the Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum. I keep using those because those are the most, you know, that people have heard about. Again, you're really not investing in a coin. You're investing in the software, the technology. And and, and that's really important, Okay. The advocates for for crypto, um, it's because it's, to what you were saying, it's really easy to trade between two parties. So this is why you have NBA players. You've got the city of Miami, right? That's 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 paying in, in, you know, uh, is it Bitcoin? I think it's Bitcoin, Yeah, it is. Uh We'll just say in crypto, whatever it is. It is Bitcoin. Elon Musk just said, yeah, we're no longer going to use Bitcoin. We're going to use Dogecoin. Doggy coin. I like doggy coin better, but you know, because it's, it's an easy transaction, you know, it's, it's immediate. It's, it's from one to the other. Okay. It's deregulated, right? So that's the nature of, of cryptocurrencies, you know, or crypto, the, the nature uh, of the technology for blockchain. And they're looking at it beyond cryptocurrencies, so a lot of these, you, when you're looking at what else can you use this software for, so there are people investing in certain cryptocurrencies, not because of the currency, but because of the technology behind it, like Ethereum. That's why Ethereum, it's, it's the unique nature of the technology, the crypto, right, the cryptography behind it that has different practical applications. And that's what's giving it the value on, on top of, you know, public perception and, you know, because perception is reality. And it's resistant to inflation because of its finite nature. So Bitcoin, I think it is, I'm sure someone's going to tell me that I'm wrong here, but I think it's in 2024 is when it's projected that the last one is going to be quote unquote minted. Okay. 
And then that's it. There is no more. So this is why you hear, well, eventually Bitcoin is going to hit 100,000, 250,000, whatever it is, because it's finite, unlike the dollar. Um, I think last year... I don't think the dollar was supposed to be so easily... Well, when it was backed by gold, yes. right? And and now that it's a fiat currency, which is, you know, abracadabra, boom, here's some money. Well, um, I mean, and, and, no, really, because last year, 20%, I think it's over 20% of all dollars ever made, all right, were printed last year in one year. I mean, think about that, okay? Whereas with Bitcoin, and so it really is kind of like a, a, a hedge... Uh, a, you know, against inflation. So that's when when companies are looking at this, they're looking at it in different values and different ways to to treat it. Well, is this something that everybody should consider having some of this in their portfolio? Uh, everyone should consider it, but is it the right investment for everyone? I mean, probably not. Like I said, people are using it as a hedge, you know, against inflation, certain economic conditions, you know, based on where they're at. You know, that's why you had China outlaw it. I'd say, yeah, we're not using it um, hmm. because yeah. it's decentralized. They're losing control because remember in China, you know, you've got a social score and based on that score, that lets you know how far away from your house, where you can grocery shop and all these other things. But if you have cryptocurrency that they can't control, now all of a sudden you have financial and economic freedom. Okay. You, you know, I think we could go on another five hours. I think, I think we could. I think we could. Um, in, in, you know, but, but there's a lot of inherent risk. I mean, the unknown history and foundation, a lot of these, you know, cryptocurrencies and the blockchains and how they're set up, you know, fear of investing. I mean, it's because it's unregulated. And like you said earlier, it's not like gold. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't smell it. It seems like there's a lot of room for corruption. Well, there there is. And I mean, that's a really good point, Liam, because you, the anonymous nature of, of crypto really lends itself to those engaged in, you know, illegal activities, um, drugs, money laundering, uh, tax evasion. And, you know, we were, I don't even know what show that was, but we were watching a show. No, 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 pay it. And, and, you know, I want so much in this crypto and so much in that crypto currency because it's unregulated. No one really knew what it was at the time. And here's the thing, you know, so how much of a portfolio, it's like gold or anything else, you know, how much of your portfolio should you invest? Is it you know, 1%? Is it a half percent? Is it 2%? Is it 50%? Well, you know, it's probably on the lower end because it really is a, a hedge and you have to be willing to lose it all. Yep. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. You know, last summer, I remember hearing countless young kids, young kids that were, and when I say young, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who were taking their, you know, this money that they had saved up and they were throwing it at Bitcoin and and oh my gosh, they were super excited. When it was at the high <laughs> and, and now, yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of those things that, yeah, it's uh, dad on the other side who's 60 and he's getting ready to retire is... It, it's not so unsettling. Oh my gosh, it's a it's a 19-year-old or a 21-year-old's money that's gone. But when it's your life savings. Uh, yeah, and, when and, it, when and everyone's situation is so different, right? Yeah. And, you know, as fiduciaries, you yeah. and me, you know, our, our firm here, we always, and we chose to be this, right? To to do what's in the best interest, sit on the same side of the table as the client, and but provide an objective view. Uh, and how many times have you heard me, you know, in, you know, in meetings and when we're talking with families, even on the phone? Uh, yeah, this is not, you know, based on your situation and everything else. Yeah, no, that does not make sense, you know, for, for what you're wanting to do. 
Now, there are some brokers out there where, um, you know, whether it's Coinbase, whatever it is, where, you know, you can invest a very small amount to at least get in the in the crypto space. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking, you know, to someone who wants to put, you know, 10, 15, 20 percent, you know, of of their savings into it, that's a completely different um, picture. And so and, and again, I mean, we've been talking at this for going on 25 minutes and. I don't even think we delve deep enough to scratch the surface. Well, like a, that, that we could go, we could go on with the five questions that I are, came to mind every single time you answered a question, because I still have, you know, a, a pretty primitive uh, perspective on, on what crypto is all about. But again, great information. Thanks so much. Uh, if you want to talk more to Ed about crypto or anything else, uh, and how us- it fits into your plan, right? <laughs> exactly. Good. Well, and, and, and that's just it. Do you have a plan? So go to our website, egsifinancial.com, schedule a 15-minute complimentary consultation with Ed, or you can send us an email at info at egsifinancial.com, or give us a call at the office, 614-526-4118. Thanks, Ed. tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance, because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the retirement trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. Thank you.